What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Akila Ansar from NurtureYourPower.com, and I'm so excited about this episode because I have my first guest for the podcast. Her name is Claudia Contois. She's a transformational breakthrough coach, and she is talking to me today about limiting beliefs and identifying them and just getting clear on what it is that's holding you back. So if this is something that you struggle with, stay tuned and listen to this episode. Hi, Claudia. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm so excited to have you as my first guest. Thank you, Akila. I'm so excited. Okay, so you are a transformation and breakthrough coach. Can you give my audience just a little bit of background of how you got started in that and what you help your clients with? Yes. So the the wording that I use to describe myself is quite funny. You know, a breakthrough coach. What's, what does that do? So mm-hmm. I specialize in like breaking limiting beliefs and everything that keeps people from stepping into the next level of their lives and business. Mm -hmm. So the way I got started in like a little short snippet, um, I was in corporate, I I don't say America because I'm from Canada, but I was in the corporate world in finance. I did four years in a financial institution as a financial advisor. And, you know, I was sold the dream that... You have to go to school, get good grades, get a good paying job, and then you buy a house, get married, make babies, and then retire. Like that was what I thought life should be like. Right. So when I got out of business school and I graduated with my bachelor's in finance and marketing, I quickly joined a bank as a financial advisor. And it was a nightmare. It was horrible. Um, I was bullied by my boss. I was faced with so many things that I, I just couldn't cope with what I had to do to sell to people that didn't have money. And I had to sell them these services and these credit cards, especially the credit cards were the things that was against my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this person is already in debt, so let's just add more to it because I'm going to make a percentage if I sell a card, so I'm already biased. And I also have my boss that's pushing me to do so. Mm. So to me, it was like, am I really an advisor if I'm biased because I'm getting returned and also I'm getting pushed by the bank to do some things? And you know what they say? It's called like cognitive dissonance Uh where you know you're supposed to do something, but you're doing the opposite. Right. And I was in that constant mind frame. So Instead of me, you know, stepping in my power, and we're talking about nurturing your power here, Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking control over my life and quitting, like that little voice told me every single day to do so, I waited until they did layoffs. And I was one of the last one in, and I got kicked out after four years. So... That go that I went into a spiral of I I almost want to say depression and thinking about like what is my life, where am I going? Like the picture I had been painted for so long is no longer there. What can I grasp onto? Because 
all of my references are gone. Like, I don't want to go back to there because it was hell. And I don't know which way I should take. So fast forward a little bit. I had this, uh, the sister of one of my best friends, she's a real estate broker. And she was like, hey, do you mind doing my social media and my marketing online? And I was like, I love these things. Of course, I'm going to do it. So I got started like that. And on and on, I have like more clients and everything. But it wasn't enough. So I had to go back and get myself a job to support myself while I was building the social media management kind of practice, if you want. Right. So on and on, people started to ask me about business question and online marketing strategy. And I had invested like more than $2,000 in a very, very extensive training of months and months of like how to do business online. And I had went, went to like the seminars and the Tony Robbins. And I went to so many, so many uh, presentations. And yeah. So afterwards, I started to think people are asking me all the time about business. I could charge for this. (laughs) So that's when I started to start charging for my services and really moved into life coaching and business coaching, mostly for like online entrepreneurs. So fast forward, here we are. And I realized that my force, and I don't know if you're familiar with um, kind of like the descriptions, but I reference myself as an empath. So I'm somebody who's really empathic and I can see people's barriers And I can kind of pinpoint where they're stopping themselves. And my superpower, if I had to put a word on it, is that I get to see it and I get to see where they want to go. And I get to give them the tools to break these barriers because I don't want to break them for them because the power is in giving them the tools so that they can get over these barriers, you know? So that's, that's what I do. I love that so much because I consider myself to be an empath as well. And for me, I really want to help people gain that clarity and I help them by asking them certain questions that pull the answer out of themselves. And it's not about giving them the answer. It's about pulling the answers that they already know, like owning that power that is already inside them and just kind of helping them bring it out. So I really, really love that. Um, so a couple questions came up for me while you were telling your story. So you had this idea or um, this path that you were on, you know, finish college and get the house and all the things. Did you ever desire to be an entrepreneur or is it just that it fell on your lap after, um, you know, you weren't working at the bank anymore? I, I've always been what we called like a socialpreneur. Okay. Like I've, you know, there's type of people, and I remember hearing that question that you just asked while I was in school, in business school. And the teacher asked, do you think entrepreneurship is something you're born with or does it get developed? Mm-hmm. And we had this really big debate in class. And my understanding was always that you can always develop it. Mm-hmm. But I know that for myself, it runs in my blood. Yeah. Like my mom is the, is the most powerful entrepreneur that I know. Um, she's a business lady. And even though now she's like in the top fields of corporate, 
she's working on her own account. So she's still working for herself, even though she's like working for a business. And so she was the prime example of what an entrepreneur should be uh, in my vision, if I I put it this way. So that was a vision that I always had. And I never went to school just doing the thing. Like I always had a job and I always was involved in some kind of activities. Mm -hmm. So I never just went to school. I think I, I got my first job. I was 12. Wow. So yeah it's it's just for me wasn't it wasn't about like okay you go to school and you do the things it's like okay how can I like present myself and be in all of these comedies like how can I create events how can I um you know help people through like amnesty international like I was always involved so I feel like that's some kind of entrepreneurship where it's like socialpreneur right And it's like, it's giving you the first glimpses. You do have a corporation, which is the school behind you in order to get like the fundings and everything, but you do develop these abilities. Mm -hmm. And I think like entrepreneurship can be developed, you know? I love that. So you also mentioned that you had invested like over $2,000 and a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people are worried that, they are going to maybe waste their money or maybe that they don't have the money and they can't be resourceful and get the money to invest in themselves. How important do you think investing in yourself in the beginning of a business um, is for new entrepreneurs? I think it's like, you're, you're getting such, you have such good questions. (laughs) First of all, I'm like, Oh no, she's going there. Okay. (laughs) But honestly, it's such a good question because that's like, one of the biggest fears of people is that we attach so much energy and emotion to money. And I'm guilty of that. Like, I'm not here to preach how incredible I am and how I don't have these fears and everything. Like, that's not true. I still go through these uh, limiting beliefs every day. Mm. But the difference is that I remember the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that money doesn't exist. Money is energy. And when you start to understand that when you invest in yourself, it is the best, you know, they talk in finance about ROI, return on investment. Yes. It's the best investment you can get is investing in yourself. And when you, you, you do the act of paying for a course, a seminar, a book, or a training, you're actually saying, hey, I believe in myself enough that I know that by getting this knowledge, that will increase my skills and therefore I'm going to be able to use these skills and apply them into my life and get the return 10 times, 100 times over. But the trick is not to get into the motion of you know, buying into self-development over and over and over and over again. And it becomes an addiction mm-hmm. where you just pile on the certificates or the, the, the knowledge and you do nothing with them. Then that's right. not serving you. Letting that but, ego get in the way. Yeah. But people get addicted. And I was the first, I was like, okay, what next training am I going to do? What next book am I going to buy? What next thing am I going to do? But then it's like, okay, but did you even apply what you learned? Right. You know, and I've heard of so many beautiful stories of entrepreneurs 
that went to the library and this is how they got their knowledge. They started by reading books over and over again and they didn't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. They just got the knowledge and applied it. And then they moved the ranks. They're like, okay, now I'm ready to buy my first course. Now I'm ready to move into my first seminar. Like there's no right way to do it. It's just that I feel personal development should be part of your daily routine. Right. And I love that you said that investing in yourself is, is telling yourself you believe in yourself. And I think a lot of people, when they make investments, they're putting their belief into the person that created the investment. They're putting their energy in the wrong place. So they're focusing on this person is going to help me reach success instead of this person is going to give me the knowledge, increase my knowledge. Um, so that I can reach success. You know, they're putting all their energy into the other person versus believing in their self and realizing that they're not just investing into this person, they're investing into themselves. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. So that was very important that you said that. Um, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> because like people, they get, the thing is, there are marketers out there that lie. <laughs> And they can convince you by using like cognitive biases and, you know, marketing tricks and social triggers and stuff like that. They can convince you into buying the thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was like uh, just starting off as an entrepreneur and I was like asking myself, what is the one thing that's going to change it all? <laughs> I remember that so much. What is the one book that's going to change my life? What is the one a piece of knowledge that I need right now. And the truth is, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no one thing. Mm -hmm. It's the person you become by taking and applying all the things and growing that grows you into the person you want to be. Right. And it's a journey. Yeah. A journey. It is. So going back to um, limiting beliefs, what do you feel like is the biggest struggle? Because a lot of people don't really understand the concept of what a limiting belief is. They feel like it's a strategy that they're missing, or they feel like it's their lack of money or their lack of resources and not realizing that they're blocking themselves with this limiting belief that they cannot be successful or a limiting belief that they're not ready. Like, what is it? the biggest struggle that you find with your community? Oh my God. <laughs> I love this question. Um, so the thing is, I read the book, The Big Leap from Gay Hendricks. Oh, I love that book. Oh yeah, you read it. Oh my I God. I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> but this, in this book, they have the perfect example of what a limiting belief is. Uh-huh. So let's say you're an entrepreneur right now. You're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, I'm getting so much knowledge. Like, this is incredible. And the way that I could picture it for you is in the book, they talk about little bugs being, and I'm not saying you're a bug. <laughs> it's just an example. But it's, they talk about the bugs being inside of a jar. And they say that you can condition the, the little bugs by closing the lid of the jar so what happens is as they grow they try to get out of the jar and they constantly bump their heads on the the cover on the lid right and scientists found out that 
even after a while, when they're grown up, they take off the lid, the little bugs won't jump further than where the lid was, even though the the, the sky, so-called, has been lifted off. Right. And the blockage has been lit, lifted off. They have been conditioned to jump only to certain height because they feel in their mind that the lid is still there. Right. That's like the best representation of a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't exist, but your mind thinks it does. So therefore, you're not permitting yourself to jump higher and get out of that jar and into the world or into the next version of yourself mm-hmm. because you still believe that something is blocking you. But right. once you realize that this is the, that, that's a lie, it's not a truth, and you let go of that belief, that's how you get rid of a limiting belief. And it's so crazy because even in that example, again, not, not to call any of you listeners bugs, but if you start to feel like, if you don't realize it's because of the lid that I cannot go any higher, right? Mm-hmm. Once this lid is gone, then I'll be able to go higher. If you start internalizing that and feeling like, it's me. I can't fly any higher. This is the highest that I can fly. Then, then you'll start to feel like once that lid is gone, like I still can't go any higher because it was me this whole time, not really knowing that it was a lid. So sometimes people, like you said, are so conditioned to believe, um, you know, that this limiting belief, they internalize it and make it about them that they don't realize that it's an outside condition that they can uh, move past it. So how do you help your clients like because you said you're very empathetic and so you can kind of see what's holding them back how do you get them to see that so i think there's power in asking the right questions Mm -hmm. and the right questions can get you to a clear understanding or where you're effing yourself up right (laughs) i don't know if we're allowed to swear (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so let's say somebody's asking themselves over and over again and i I love this example from tony robbins who's like it's a really intense like example like don't get offended but it's like this person asks themselves over over again like why am i fat why do i look like this like and the the answer your mind is going to give you is like because you're a pig like it's stupid but it's like ask stupid questions and you'll get stupid answers Mm -hmm. but if you ask yourself what has caused me to have like a 10 pound gain yeah or what can i do in order to shift into my ideal body Mm -hmm. now you start to shift your answers because you you shifted your questions right So there are tons of questions. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, you can't get over your limiting beliefs unless I ask you the right questions. Like that, that would be like so mean. And I would be pissed listening to that podcast. Like this chick thinks like that she's the end all be all. Right. (laughs) So I'm not going to do that to you. But what I can do is give you a couple resources. Uh And the first one I'm going to give you is the book called The Right Questions. Okay. Which helps you to reframe your mindset. And it's, it's asking questions like, 
you know, Steve Jobs used to ask himself this question every day in front of the mirror. He would say, and I, I'm going to paraphrase this and I'm possibly going to screw it up. Okay. <laughs> find it online. <laughs> so the question is, if I was about to do what I'm about to do today, would I be happy? Mm. And if the answer to that question for a certain amount of days was no for too long, he knew he had to change something in his life. Mm, okay. So it's about asking these types of questions. Yeah. And one of the questions in that book is, am I about to, the thing that I'm about to do, am I going to do it out of love or am I going to do it out of fear? Mm. And when you start to like reframe the way that you do things, because you, you have to understand that where you are right now is a byproduct of how you've been thinking and what you've been doing. And when you take responsibility for that, that's the hardest thing to do because we're quick to say, Hey, I'm self-made. I did this. I won the award. I made the money. I created this business, but if we're willing to take responsibility or take the credit for our success, then we need to take the credit, the credit <laughs> for our failures because yep. we created that too. You know? So when you, you take responsibility for your actions, then you have to start and go back and understand what lead me to the, this action. And it possibly was a thought. Yeah. So what thoughts am I having every single day? And they say that we recycle 80 to 90% of the thoughts we had yesterday. Every day. Yep. So everything you're thinking today is basically 90% of what you were thinking yesterday. Mm -hmm. so if you were thinking in a, in a victim mindset, like, oh, um, I'm, I don't know why my life is like this. This always happens. I always have failure. Every time I do this, things turn out wrong for me. Or I don't understand why I'm always late. Or why is it that every time I want to try and do something that's like out of my comfort zone, I fail? By saying these things, you're stating your outcome. Uh -huh. Because words... You know, they come from grammar. And if you look at the word grammar, it looks like grimoire, mm -hmm. which you're, you're, you're casting spells as you speak and as you think. And I don't want to get into like such a, like a deep side. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like you're casting your own future. So when you get a perspective that is outside of yourself and you look at your life like it was your best friend's life you know we're quick to give our best friends great advice but right. it's hard to follow them ourselves is because we have our nose too close to the, the the action so when we take a step back and we actually look at ourselves and we're honest and that's really hard to do but you can do that through journaling and you can do that through finding amazing questions on pinterest and everything like there are so many resources out there where you can find business questions uh -huh. and like, okay, you, you have to know where you are first and then you have to know where you want to go. 
Right. But if you don't know how much money you're making in your business, you don't know um, what you're doing on a daily basis to grow your your business. If you don't know what actions bring you the results, if you don't know anything right now of what you're doing, it's going to be hard to go to where you want to be. Because where are you starting from? You know, when you look at a map, it says you are here. There's a dot. Mm-hmm. therefore you know okay so since i'm coming from this spot this is where i need to turn this is where i need to go to get to my destination but if you don't know where you're coming from well good luck <laughs> yeah right exactly that was so good okay so i have another question about limiting beliefs so self-awareness is like the first part of the clarity that you need um, you know, to identify the limiting beliefs, figuring out where you are now. Yeah. But once you've uncovered that limiting belief and you know what it is that's stopping you, how do you help them like basically recreate their story and basically move past this belief and create a new one? What do you suggest to people that are wanting to change and wanting to step into a new version of themselves? So it all starts through action Mm. because massive action will create momentum and that will propel you into the next version of yourself. So understanding where you are, understanding what BS story you've been telling yourself and understand, like once again, Tony Robbins said, change your story, change your life. So, okay, this is the story I've been playing over and over again. I'm not good enough to do this. Or you have the imposter syndrome. Like, oh, who am I to like, you know, even you, Akila, like, who am I to create a podcast? Like, who am I to interview people? Who am I to like put myself out there? And you have all these thoughts in your head. And it's like, okay, that's the story that you've been telling yourself. Realize that it's bullshit. And what do you want your story to be instead? You're like, oh, my new story is I have one of the fastest growing podcasts on the web right now. I am a sold out interviewer and I get to interview people who have inspired my own growth. I get to spend time with the people from the top of each of industries and I am a renowned speaker myself now because of that. I love those affirmations. (laughs) (laughs) So you get to create what is your new story. And then by knowing where you are right now, you know, okay. You know, they say success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. So what is the version of me? What would the version of me that is, that is playing at that level? What would she wear in the morning? Would she do her hair? Would she wear makeup? Would she have a website? Would she have a podcast? Would she reach out to people? Would she have a schedule she's following every day? Or would she just like throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks? Mm. What kind of person do you have to move into to start to embody the person you want to be? And there are so many different ways to do it. You can do it through affirmations visualizations you can do it through journaling you can do it through self-hypnosis 
you can do it through meditation and shifting. They call it like parallel shifting. Mm-hmm. Basically, you embodying the, the version of yourself you want to be energetically. And once that energy is inside of you, then you start to take massive action to more move forward and move towards it. But you can't just like, you know, like the movie, The Secret says, you can't just like visualize yourself and like wait for it to happen. Right. Because there's the law of reaping and sowing in the universe and you need to sow if you want to reap. Mm-hmm. So it's taking action, massive action. Um, because what got you to where you are right now is not what got you, what is going to get you to where you want to be. And that's just truth. That's just like, yeah. So what level of action do I have to take in order to be that person and get real with yourself? Am I even doing half the things that I should be doing? Or am I just like, do I, do I just scroll Facebook and Instagram and post once a day and call it a day and be like, Hey, I worked my business today. Mm. Or do you actually take time to build an audience, build a platform like you're doing right now. I'm creating this podcast. I'm putting it out there. I'm doing the marketing for it. I'm reaching out to other people to speak on it and share it with their tribe. Are you creating a website where people are going to be able to find all of your free content? Are you creating like some kind of marketing funnel? Are you, and I don't want to overwhelm you guys listening right now. (laughs) And I'm getting overwhelmed as I'm saying, (laughs) but like, stop thinking you're going to just snap your fingers and get there. Right. It's not going to happen. So for those of you listening, it starts with the self-awareness that she mentioned, you gain that clarity, you make a decision to start your, to, you know, define your new truth, make that decision. You take that massive action, you build momentum, and then you just start embodying your next level self. There is steps to it. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. She's giving examples, but it's not overwhelming. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed and feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. You take inventory of where you are now, you make a decision for where you want to go, get really clear on that, and then you start taking the steps to get there. It's just that simple. Yeah. yeah. It's so well put. And the way that you can, you know, there's different levels. Now, right. do you want to walk going there? Do you want to crawl going there? Do you want to run? Do you want to jog? Or do you want to go in like a super fast car? And there are facilitators to get you there faster, which is, getting a mentor or a coach, um, investing in a program where somebody already knows the steps to get there, they can teach you. So you're cutting your, your learning curve. Um, it is going to seminars, getting into an energetic state before doing anything. And there's power behind putting intention in what you're about to do instead of just doing the things. So there's like, these facilitators that are going to get you there faster and going to create this momentum at a higher level, you know? Yeah. But you can still get there. Everyone can get there. It's just at what speed are you going to do it? Are you going to let your barriers block you from getting there? Or are you going to just crush it and do it? It's your choice. That is amazing. Okay. So before I ask my last question, 
I want you to let my audience know about the Millennial Boss Society. Yay! I'm so excited. So we have a community and it's not just millennials. I do have um, people who are 40, 50 also in there and people who are younger. It's not about the label. It's just a question of ranking in Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. And because I'm a millennial myself, where I'm like at the very, very end of the millennial spectrum, um, being born in the 90s. But it's the Millennial Boss Society is where I go live like three to four times a week. I bring in experts that do what we call Takeover Tuesday. Okay. They get to share what they do. Um, And then I have days where I do like... uh, we do like these challenges where we just did a three day, get out of your comfort zone challenge. Mm. So we, I, I was looking for a way to kind of like put everything I know inside of a group and give as much value as I could to the people and help them build connections through each other so that we can support each other's businesses, you know, because we know each other. We're part of this tribe of this group. And it's like, well, if I'm looking for a graphic designer, I might as well go to this one because I know her and she's part of the group. Mm-hmm. So we're helping each other out internationally, growing our businesses, giving each other tips, learning together, all for free. So yeah. that's on Facebook. Uh, just type in Millennial Boss Society. And yeah. And then afterwards, like, I do have other courses and like one-on-one trainings, but that's like if people want to invest in the next level, you know, but at least they have the free content where they can just go and learn. Perfect. And I will link everything, um, including her Instagram inside the show notes. Um, So the last question that I have for you is what do you do to nurture your own power? Oh, what a sexy question. (laughs) So I'm a strong believer in energies, Mm -hmm. feminine, masculine, and we both have both of these in us, whether we're a woman, a male, or both. Um, We do have these two powers. So it's understanding that they need to be balanced. And you know, usually we use our masculine energy, let's say as women, we use our masculine energy to be go-getters. That's like the get shit done energy. Mm -hmm. So you can live so far into that energy, but at one point you need to nurture the feminine. Mm -hmm. Otherwise the masculine gets tired and that's what may lead to burnout. Yeah. So the way you nurture the feminine is through interacting with other feminines Mm -hmm. it's you know going out for drinks with with friends and you know nurturing the social aspects of ourselves it's taking a bath and doing self-care going to the spa making yourself a hair mask it's reading a book listening to your favorite songs dancing all of that creative energy doing fun things having fun So that's how I nurture my power is making sure that I have a balance between my masculine and my feminine on a daily basis. I love that. 
Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this episode and I'm sure my audience will too. To everyone listening, please screenshot this, tag me and Claudia in it on Instagram. Be sure to check out her group, the Millennial Boss Society, and I will include everything in the show notes. Claudia, thank you again so much. And I can't wait to join your group and see more of your content. Thank you so much, Akila, for letting me, you know, nurture your audience. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Have a great one. You too. Thank you so much again, Claudia, for being on this podcast with me today. If you really enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review so that I know what kind of content you want to keep seeing. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Akila Ansar, and I will see you again next week.